Time now for the morning line here on KMA. More action regarding the Crifles Hills subdivision at last night's Nebraska City City Council meeting. With us on the line this morning with more on last night's commissioners meeting is Nebraska City Mayor Brian Beckett. Good morning to you, Brian. Good morning, Mike, and thank you for having me on, especially a busy day you're going to have today. Yeah, it's it's going to be a wild one, I'll tell you that. Any election day you can walk away from in this business is great. But uh, let's talk about what happened last night at the Nebraska City City Council meeting. You in action regarding the sale and conveyance of the Crifles Hills subdivision to the Nebraska City Community Development Association. With this track action, you can kind of explain what the association's role is now in this project. Right, Mike. So the way we manage uh, housing and community development on the council is by statute in the state of Nebraska, you have to have either a development agency or a uh, community, uh, I forgot the other model, but we use the community development agency. Uh, so wearing a different hat, we met before council, bring it to their attention that the subdivision, we would exchange that and sell that to the CDA from the city. I think the amount's going to be a dollar. Well, what that'll do in the future is people will be able to buy lots from the agency, and uh, it'll be much like the sale like any other developer because we are a development agency in that fact. Rather than each time somebody coming forward and buying a lot, that we would have to go through a city ordinance and then a remonstrance period, and then we would be able to close on the lot. So what this allows to do is do one transfer of just the lots in that subdivision. The city, of course, will retain all the right-of-way and the roads and sidewalks and all of that but on each lot we will transfer those to the agency we'll have one ordinance out of the city and one remonstrance period uh, so that's the biggest reason for transferring it to the agency uh, even though the agency is made up of the same commissioners just wearing a different hat as an agency member you also had action last night uh, regarding more of the infrastructure work that's planned, uh, electrical inst- installation and material testing for the subdivision. What action was taken on that last night? Yeah, Mike, there's a lot that goes into this. The first thing was we part of the ARPA dollars way back when was to run a redundant water line from the end of our 12-inch pipe to the hospital uh, to be able to give them a second source of water so we can come at them from two angles. So one of those was instead of being an 8-inch line, which is what a normal development of this size would be, the utilities wants to upgrade that to a 12-inch line. So we're going to go to that, and that was an approval of that work order for $80,000. Then the discussion of the Nebraska City Utilities will do all the electrical work and provide all the materials up front. If we're a private developer coming in, uh, that, of course, that charge would all be kept track of, and the developer would pay that to the Nebraska Utilities, that estimated about $150,000 worth of work. And what the agency is going to do, the council, is have the utilities do that work. But as we sell lots, uh, the first lots that we sell, we would reimburse our uh, public utilities the amount of whatever that final invoice is that we believe will be around $150,000. And uh, the other part was we have to do soil testing as we've we did a groundbreaking out there a um, week ago, but we've already got lots of scrapers and dumpers and grading going on out there. But, of course, we have to then do testing and sampling and all that with uh, geotech. So we awarded that contract. And then the last thing is we awarded the contract to JEO Engineering, who does our ongoing engineering. We did a, a work order to them to provide con- construction oversight 
and marking and flagging mm-hmm. for the overall project. So with all these steps taken, uh, what's the, the latest or what's the, the earliest that ground can be broken? You had the groundbreaking, actually, but when can we actually see some actual work taking place on that lot uh, under the current time schedule? On the current schedule, Mike, we hope that you can walk out on that property and see the final grading done by April. So the lay of the land will be done by April. It should be flagged and marked out and staked. And then actual road work, curb and gutter, that sort of thing, by August. So early early fall next year, you should be able to walk out and definitively see uh, a road, curb, intersection, and, and then the, the parcels marked out. Also last night, the council took action and uh, actually had discussion regarding the general funds reserve as well as funding for the equipment reserve uh, fund. What was the gist of the discussion regarding these two funds? Well, the way we run our budget, Mike, is we go through the the budget cycle heavy in July to build our budget for the next year that starts 1st of October. We have a good idea of where we're going to sit at, how much money we have left over from our expenditures, from what we received in revenue. So we took some money this year out of what we knew was going to be reserved to bring down our levy rate, but we knew we were leaving uh, some reserve in there. We like to stay at 35%. We have a resolution for our council. 35% of the year we could get through, even if we didn't receive any more revenue. So anything over that 35%, then in November we look at after we've closed out the previous fiscal year, decide what to do with that, and we decided last night uh, to put more money into the fire pumper truck that we'll hopefully take delivery of in 2025 to put down some money for half an ambulance, which is 190000 is half the cost. And then to take out the remaining 170000 that we still had left over for above our 35% revenue, we decided to take 100000 of that and establish starter reserve now for capital improvements, and that would be brick-and-mortar items. Uh, refurbishment of our of our buildings, our offices, or if we needed to sometime in the future to build uh, an annex or something like that. So we're going to start a capital improvement fund as well as our equipment fund, and then we also put 70000 into our equipment fund to bring that up to a little over 200000 that we can use to purchase equipment in the future. Well, it sounds like you've got a long list of items that uh, you'll have to use that fund for in the future. What are the more immediate items? You mentioned the fire truck. You mentioned the ambulance. What would you say are your big priorities as far as capital equipment in the future? Well, right now, as we discussed last night, with all the rain and everything, we had a banner year for our parks and our golf course and all that. But, of course, with that, that brings on a lot more mowing. So we put a lot more hours on our parks equipment this year because we were blessed with with uh, rain at the right time. So the grass didn't die out on us, but that means we had to mow a lot more. Um, but our important things are, of course, that pumper truck is aged out, so we needed to replace that. The ambulances, we need to buy one about every year and a half, Mike, to keep our ambulances current and ready to go. And then uh, we have on our equipment list also uh, one more police car for the police department. Mm-hmm. And then the other is miscellaneous mowers and trucks and equipment that we use in the cemetery and and the parks and rec. You mentioned the pumper truck, and you said that this thing won't be de- uh, delivered to the city in around 2025. Shenandoah is still waiting for a new uh, fire truck that won't be de- uh, delivered until uh, several months from now. How frustrating is it that there's been these delays in getting this new equipment, these new vehicles uh, to the cities? 
Well, it, as you, it is a frustration, Mike. And then the biggest thing is when you start purchasing a piece of equipment within one budget cycle, but then it winds up taking over three or four. And, of course, working with the vendor at the time, they're facing increased costs each year that they push out that delivery. Uh, so, yeah, it gets frustrating when you're sitting in the queue trying to make wise purchases and figure out what your city needs, when it needs it, or having the same issue with easy things like pickup trucks for snow plows. Uh, we wanted to buy two. We're trying to find two fleet sales trucks that we could buy and then put blades on uh, was just too tough to do this year. So we actually wound up doing with a purchasing as best we could use truck and a plow so that we at least had something as we go into the winter. So, yeah, it's frustrating getting these long-term lead items because it seems to take forever to get in and sporadic, but my heart also goes out to those manufacturers and all that are trying to figure it out too. I hope it gets sorted out soon. Well, Brian, we thank you very much for being with us this morning with an update from Nebraska City. We will talk to you again in another couple of weeks after the next commissioner's meeting. Have a good rest of the day. Enjoy the week. You too, Mike, and good luck today. Thank you. Thank you. That's Nebraska City Mayor Brian Beckett on the morning line here on KMA.